Hello and welcome to the Bankers podcast series, Banking in Transition, where we look at the new normal as the world begins to recover from the global pandemic. I'm David Robinson, the online editor at The Banker, and my guests today are Henrik Rosval, CEO, co-founder of the Swedish fintech Dreams, and his colleague, the Chief Scientific Officer, Elin Helander. Henrik and Elin, welcome. Dreams, Henrik, and correct me here, is is a provider of uh, behavioural uh, banking solutions, and this is this is the area we're going to discuss today. What do you believe the banking sector can learn from behavioural science? I think there are a lot that, that the banking sector can learn from behavioral science and not only that what they can learn, also what they need to learn and must learn from behavioral science. What struck me when I uh, started working within the banking sector six years ago was that many people that I met uh, at banks um, felt that they were working, you know, with products and financial instruments and, uh, and money uh, and not with humans. But from my perspective and the dreams perspective, if you work within the banking sector, you work uh, first and foremost with humans and human beings, which means that you need to dedicate lots of time and effort into understanding the human beings, our decision-making processes and uh, our motivation to help us uh, with our personal finances. Like, where do you feel uh, the financial sector is lacking or missing or not understanding this area at the moment? To to be honest, I think there's a lot of uh, areas where we're missing out. And they're also, I think, a very good explanation to why. Because we are human beings ourselves. And it's easy. It's so easy to assume that, like, as I'm a human being, I'm a potential customer in our own bank. And... I can just use myself as an example of how our customers will think and behave because we all believe that we understand ourselves. Uh, and we, we, it's important for us to believe that, that we understand ourselves, that we can predict our own behavior, that we are rational decision makers. But the truth is that we, we can't and we are not. We're very emotional decision makers and uh, we are very, very complex human beings. And admitting that to yourself, it's, it's, it's hard, but that's something we, we must do. I mean, scientists over several, several decades have devoted their whole lives into studying the human mind and perception and decision-making process. It is a very, very complex task. And when it comes to personal finances, it's all about decision-making uh, to, to take action um, for behavior and make decisions. And it's uh, really hard to 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 help people with these things when you think about it like we can we can travel to to the space uh, but we can still not manage to get people to save enough for their retirement savings and that's because it's so complex to make the human take the human being to take a decision here and now that has to do something with the future, something that will happen to me 20, 30 or 40 years in the future. Our brain is not developed for that. Um, so I think the the whole industry needs to uh, look at themselves with with new pair of glasses and realize that you are working uh, with humans, you're serving human beings. 
hence you need to understand human beings. I have a background in the banking industry and I was heading up the, the marketing for a large uh, bank in, in Sweden. And what struck me was that banks focus a lot on the actual financial products and forgot about everything that is wrapping the, the, the financial products, the user experience and the user journey that everyone goes through. Um, and I think uh, working with people like me that kind of have a fairly strong interest in financial products, uh, we don't really see how things can be so difficult and we don't really uh, realize that why is it so hard to save money? We tend to be quite rational individuals, uh, not always, but, but, uh, but in terms of savings and investments, uh, some of us are. Uh, and then we don't develop products for those who are not. And I think that, that was, was what struck me when I met Elin the first time. She's like, you have no clue how normal people works, how they think, how they kind of base their, what they base their decisions on. is not that they don't know that they need to save more money or invest more money or start retirement planning early. It's just that they don't really take action. And that's where I found a very strong interest in learning more about kind of how our brains are wired, why it's so difficult to take a decision now that won't give me a reward until a maybe a long time in the future. Uh, and how we can actually use methodologies that has been kind of developed in the behavioral science space for many, many years. We've never gotten access to these methodologies in the banking space. And, and now we do. And I think it's interesting what we can actually do to nudge people to start saving nudge people to start investing, even though, even though they don't, don't kind of have that type of uh, high financial literacy, they do take action anyway, or pay off their debts, because that's what, 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 what we do at Dreams. So when we talk about behavioral science and what the industry uh, can learn from behavioral science, too, that's also important to focus uh, even more than what we're doing today on financial well-being, because only adding behavioral science to it, like understanding the human mind better, is not uh, necessarily leading to anything good, because it can also be misused. Because I mean, these uh, type of knowledge has in in the marketing industry been used for for decades, and we also see. Uh, a rapid change in the lending industry. Uh, they are very good at nudging people to, to borrowing money. So uh, we who want people to, to save money, to invest their money, to pay off their debts and to save more for the retirements also to a higher degree needs to, to use this knowledge uh, for the sake of increasing the financial well-being for the customer. Let's briefly touch on uh, how some of these ideas might impact personal finance, personal finance management. Something that's very common for, for banks to focus uh, on today is uh, personal finance management tools, where you try to educate your customer. You try to give them more information, uh, more uh, insights and you know, graphs, data on their own behavior. And... Uh, as we have known for a long time from behavioral science is that information and education is not um, always very efficient when it comes to behavioral change. And let me give you a concrete example, climate change or health. We know that we what we're doing and we know what we have to do. And we know that we should exercise more, eat more healthy. So we already have the knowledge, but still we cannot um, resist the temptation 
And that is because our uh, decision-making processes are very emotional driven. So what we do at Dreams is that we not target your um, the information part of your brain, but the emotional part of the brain. So we can, instead of your emotions working against you and against your long-term goals, leverage on your emotions to help them to uh, work towards your goals short-term and goals long-term. That means, in other words, to use your emotions to keep you motivated and more specifically to tap into something that's called your intrinsic motivation. That's the most important part when it comes to human motivation. And so one example uh, from the banking uh, industry is that they talk about engagement, that they want to engage the customers more. But from a human perspective, uh, we want to motivate them. So they feel more, more motivated to, to save money, to, to take care of their personal finances. So that also shows very clearly to me, I think, that the banks, they still have their own perspective uh, and what, what they need. They need engaged customers, but the customer, they need motivation. Interesting. Uh, Henrik, do you have anything to add? It's very interesting to look at the retirement planning in, in particular. We, we know that every generation is growing older. We know it puts a lot of pressure on the uh, welfare system. Uh, but we also know that people tend to save less for the future because they get so tempted on acting here and now. And I think I, it's always interesting to look at the buy now, pay later, uh, that industry that has has exploded uh, in 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 the last couple of years, um, where it's basically uh, using this kind of the knowledge that Elin uh, sits on, but they're using it to trigger someone to behave in a non kind of uh, sustainable way. Instead, buy now for money that you don't have, and don't worry about it now. Worry about it later, and that kind of eats up the room to actually start thinking long-term. So I think there are a lot of companies that actually sits on this competence, but they use it in the totally opposite way, as I think banks should do. They should help the customers be very customer-centric. My experience is that banks are not really looking into how can they help customers uh, achieve what they want to achieve and kind of empower them to do that. Uh, they think about what what can we do to help our shareholders instead of how can we help our customers to help themselves that, that then reflects in helping our shareholders. Um, so I think there are cases where these, um, these, these, this, this competence is actually being used in banking, but most of the time in the totally opposite direction. In order to be able to help people with the personal finances, you need to let them, you need to have a platform that is agnostic to what they dream about doing with their money. That's totally up to your customer, what they want to do with their money. Uh, and the banks do not come and point fingers and tell you what's right or what's wrong. Um, but just to let them fill uh, out 
what's important to me, what is my safe goal, what is my dream, what I want to do with my money. Because even if you say set up a savings goal that I want to save up for this, for I want to consume something like a new watch or something that you could consider unnecessary, that is still very important for your customer to be able to do that. Because if my first savings experience is for me a quite short dream, uh, savings goal uh, where I save up for something where I want to consume, that will still impact me on an emotional level that I will receive increased self-confidence and that will help me to take the next step on my journey for my personal finances to then set up a bigger goal, a longer goal, and then uh, there to start invest my money and to start caring about my my retirement. But everyone needs to start somewhere. And for some people, it's they need to start to say more for retirement. But for some, some people, they need to start to pay off their debts or to save up for a tiny little thing that they can consume. Uh, and what is common for all these customers is that they need to take the next step on their journey and increase their self-confidence when it comes to financial decisions. Well, Henry, Ellen, thank you very much uh, for your time today. It's a really interesting subject. And I think the, you know, the impact of behavioral science on banking, however it plays out in, in the coming years, is something we'll, we'll certainly keep an eye on at the banker. Um, do keep up to date by subscribing to our weekly podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Acast, and follow our discussions at thebanker.com slash podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.